If the Green Bay Packers want to compete in 2022, or if they just want to build the most complete roster possible, they have to improve at the skill positions, especially pass catchers. So on today's show, we're going to look into how the Packers can do that, what kind of players make sense, how much the quarterback position plays into those decisions, and a lot more. You are locked on Packers. I feel like we can run the table. Do. Your daily Green Bay Packers podcast. Rodgers gets out. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Floats it. Your team. Pop. Every day. Touchdown. You are locked on Packers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. I'm Peter Bukowski and I cover the Packers for The Leap. A newsletter I would love for you to subscribe to. Follow me on Twitter, Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked on Packers. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked on Packers, the number one Packers podcast on the internet and the show for fans who know what happened. They want to know why and how. Today's episode brought to you by Prize Picks, Daily Fantasy Made Easy. Use the promo code Locked On and you can get up to $100 on that first deposit with an instant 100% deposit Bonus, we're going to talk receivers on the show today. And the reason is, you know, we've talked about some of the lessons that we're learning from the playoffs and the the need for playmakers and guys to attack the middle of the field. And I'm thinking about um, draft prospects. I'm watching these receivers. I've gotten through the guys that are expected to go in the top 50. I have some thoughts on that that we'll get to a little bit later. But I, I, you know, we're going to go through the actual draft prospects um, in detail as we get closer to the draft. It's January. I don't want to be talking about the draft in January, though I do want to hit on one specific draft-related topic in all of this. But there are trades potentially available to Green Bay, and I think we need to set up the strategy. We need to set up how the Packers can attack this position, what they need to add, what fits how Christian Watson and Romeo Dobbs can can be foundational pieces moving forward. All of that has to play into it. Let's start with Aaron Rodgers versus Jordan Love. Because I think there is a different set of parameters for potential additions if Aaron Rodgers is your quarterback. There just is and there should be. So let's say Aaron Rodgers comes back. He is a Green Bay Packer. That has to inform the way that you attack this season because I think it's reasonable to assume it's his last season, which means you have to go all in right now on this stuff without, not without you know, you don't have to totally blow up your future. You don't give away all your picks and, and blow up your future cab next year and whatever. Assess what you have to do with the salary. Fix what you have to do with the contract. If Rodgers is coming back, it's presumably so that he can try and win one more championship and then retire or move on or whatever. He doesn't, I think, want to leave the Packers holding some crazy massive bag when he leaves. He still wants to get his bag. It's just a different kind of bag in this case. So that means if Aaron Rodgers is back, DeAndre Hopkins, got to be a target. He is expected to be at least discussed in trades. Go get him. Go get him. And here's why. 
We've talked on this show about this idea of trying to get a bucket, the basketball metaphor. Christian Watson, all of the advanced metrics, the pro football focus numbers, all that stuff, say he is in historic company when it comes to the kind of season he put together, the efficiency, the touchdowns, all of that stuff. He has the chance to be special, but he's just one player. And he is always going to be a guy who is most effective getting vertical. A A.J. Green type player, a T.Y. Hilton type player. In terms of role, they are going to threaten teams down the field. And that's totally fine. That's, that's great, in fact. Definitely do that. But on third and six, is he going to win you a slant to get the first down? Now, he might win you a, like the third and... Six to eight monster play for the Packers for years was Jordy Nelson basically running a stop route or a back shoulder because teams had to respect Jordy Nelson down the field and then Rodgers could just throw it to his back shoulder and it was just like stealing. They, they, they I swear they completed 80% of those at one point. Like in 2014, it was just automatic. In 2016, it just felt automatic. Maybe that can, maybe Christian Watson can get there. Doesn't feel like that's probably going to happen with Aaron Rodgers. If it's going to happen with someone, it's going to be Jordan Love, and that's going to be down the line. You need someone to just create a shot for you. DeAndre Hopkins can do that. I think he is at the top of the shopping list if you have Aaron Rodgers. Now, Brandon Cooks is the, the next, I think, next tier of player. Um, I don't think DeAndre Hopkins is in that elite group anymore. He's in that sort of like next group down there. The Justin Jeffersons, the Devontae Adams, the Jamar Chases up in that elite upper, 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 upper tier. There's probably a second upper tier and then probably Nuke now. But still, because of the skill set, it fits. I think Brandon Cooks can probably get you a bucket. He's a, he's a good enough route runner. He's really reliable. Um, a veteran player is going gonna, is gonna to win in second reactions as well and can play deep. He's still got plenty, plenty of speed. He can be a very valuable asset to this team. He is the guy that if it's going to be Jordan Love, that's what I'm calling. Because then I'm going to get a tight end in the draft and it's going to take some time for him. So I can let Brandon Cooks be, you know, you're running those deep overs, you're running Dagger, you're running Yankee. You're giving you're giving Christian Watson and Brandon Cooks each the opportunity to get deep, while the other one attracts coverage away. I I think that that is that makes a little more sense. Now, if you can't get Nuke and you can get Brandon Cooks and Aaron Rodgers is back, you do it because you you just need to add dynamic playmakers. And with Rodgers, it can't just be in the draft. So whoever the quarterback is going to be has to affect the way that you manage how aggressive you're going to be. They need to add pass catchers. That, like, period. Because here's the thing. Al Lazard, not under contract. I don't expect him to be back. Randall Cobb. I If Aaron Rodgers is back, he'll probably be back on, on a no deal, you know, a no money deal. And if Rodgers isn't back, he's not on the team. And even if he is on the team, they need someone else who can win. I think win quickly. Maybe that can be Romeo Dobbs because he has the release game and the route running. But right now, he can be pressed a little too easy, easily. Maybe you put him in the slot. Like, I think there's 
There's some interesting things you could do with Dobbs from the slot just because you're going to keep defenders off of him a little bit more often. And he has that quick twitch to get in and out of breaks and run some of those choice routes and and just get open on a slant or or a little out route on a rollout or whatever it is. I think he can do that. I, I Randall Cobb, even if he's on this team, is probably not going to have a big role in the offense. And so that leaves Christian Watson, Romeo Dobbs, Samori Toure as the guys who are under contract for 2023. You just need bodies. And then you look at tight end, Josiah DeGuara. That's it. Like maybe they'll bring Tyler Davis back. I don't think Tunyon is going to be back under any circumstances. Even if Aaron Rodgers is back, I don't think Tunyon comes back unless it's at the vet minimum. But even, even then, I wouldn't because, and I don't think the Packers are. I think, I think they've drawn some lines here. I think the reason that Aaron Rodgers has not decided he's coming back is because the Packers have drawn some lines in the sand. And they've said, look, Aaron, we want you back, but you can't bring your friends. It's holding the team back because Big Bob Tunney is getting snaps and it, it needs to be someone else. Or Randall Cobb is getting snaps and it needs to be someone else. And we don't have anybody else because we can't go get anybody else because they won't play over Randall Cobb. That stuff, I think, is, is going to change. But you need receivers. They just don't have, they don't have bodies. They don't have guys. So you have to go get the guys. It is, it is, it is not a need position in the same way um, that, you know, it is on other teams where they just don't have anybody. Because I think Christian Watson and Romeo Dobbs as a group is, is really a nice duo moving forward. A, a really nice young duo. You need a veteran, and I, I think you need that possession receiver, that reliable, I can get, I can soak up 80 to 100 targets, and most of them are on third down or, you know, just what, like it's second and four, just get four yards. Like, there's value there. Now, it's it's a high-end version of that for DeAndre Hopkins because he can go out and he can still get to 100 yards. Like, I, I don't want anyone to think DeAndre Hopkins is like some geriatric receiver. He's not. He didn't play great last year. But that that situation was a mess. It was a complete and total mess. And I I think like it's a wasted season if he if he's in Arizona. And when you have a new group of management coming in, they're gonna go, that guy makes too much money. 2023 is not gonna be competitive for Arizona. Let's get what we can get for that guy. And so if you're the Packers, yeah, you you consider, you know, 15 is tough. But 45 and stuff. Like DeAndre Hopkins was traded for a second round pick the last time. Don't you remember? David Johnson, all that stuff. I, I think you could make something like that work. What I don't I don't know that he could get a first round pick at this point in his career. Two seconds. I think you do that if you're the Packers. And, and I think you you do a similar deal for Brandon Cooks, maybe a little less. A second and you know, 45 and a fifth, something like that. I think that makes sense. You have to, you have to do something. You have to do something. What do you do? I think it depends on who's playing quarterback. We're going to look at some other options and, and what's going on with the draft and, and exactly what kind of player, especially draft, the Packers might be looking for. But first, let's talk about our friends at FanDuel. Because today's episode is sponsored by our friends at FanDuel. We're really excited about our new sports betting partner for Locked On because they're the number one sports book in America. 
And if you're new to FanDuel, that's even better. They have so many great features that make betting on sports fun and easy. The, the standards, you can bet on the money line, you can bet on the spread, you can bet futures, all kinds of stuff. And then same game parlays where you can put a couple items in the same game together and really boost your odds. Give yourself an opportunity to bet a little and win a lot. I, I, I As soon as I saw Chiefs minus one and a half, I bet it. I kind of regret it now because now it's Chiefs plus, plus one last time I checked. That's cuckoo. Patrick Mahomes is playing. I know he's hurt. He's playing. I am, I am all about getting in on that action. And you could too. And the best part, you can do it essentially risk-free because right now, new users, when you sign up, when you use the, the code locked on or go to fanduel.com slash locked on, you get $150 in free bets when you place your first $5 bet. So you place that bet, 150 bucks, just like that. It's that easy. You've already won. You've already won your first bet at FanDuel, no matter what. Make every moment more with FanDuel, the official sportsbook partner of the NFL. And thanks for making Locked On Packers your first listen. Subscribe to Locked On NFL and get daily conversations on the biggest NFL stories, plus in-depth analysis on the biggest games with NFL key predictions every Friday. And Monday, local insiders cover the weekend with game-to-game episodes, Locked On NFL, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. One name I didn't mention in that first segment that I want to mention Corey Davis from New York was a guy that, according to The Leap's Jason Hershorn, The Leap being a newsletter I would love for you to subscribe to, Jason reported last year during the season that the Packers had looked into receivers in the offseason, that they had done a lot of digging, and that they had engaged with the Jets in trade talks for Corey Davis, that the Packers went to the Jets and said, hey, we, we want to talk to you about this guy, and the Jets said, thanks, but no thanks. In essence, you know, they're going to give it, they were going to give Zach Wilson every opportunity they could to succeed. They did. He still failed. Now he's done. And now Corey Davis is an expensive veteran when you have Elijah Moore, Garrett Wilson, and, and a fun young team. It sounds like, based on the reports, Corey Davis is going to be out in New York. Now, I wonder if that's going to be the case if Aaron Rodgers goes to New York. But that's exactly where I'm going with this because. What if you just do 13 and Corey Davis for Aaron Rodgers? We know the Packers like Corey Davis. And it seems clear that the Jets have some interest in Aaron Rodgers. Whether we get to that point, we'll see. That's a contract that makes sense. And Davis, he can play in the slot. He can play the X. He can can be anywhere on your, your team. And he's a veteran. Not old, but a veteran. He's in that sort of range where they got guys like Adrian Amos and Zadarius Smith last time around. And he has a familiarity with Matt LaFleur's system, played for him in Tennessee. In fact, had a big season for him in Tennessee. So there's, there's some familiarity there. That would all make sense. But that raises the question then. What is the type of receiver that makes the most sense for the Packers? Because you have Christian Watson, his ability to get vertical is so, so useful. You have Romeo Dobbs. He's shown that he he can be okay as a screen guy. He is more of a win on the route, win on the release 
kind of guy. And then he's a ball winner despite his size, you know, and he's not small, 6'1, 215 in that range. But he he go up, he go up and make contested catches, catches outside his frame. He can make catches and runs. And so he can he can be a middle of the field guy, but he's not a just just swing it out underneath and let him go cook. That's not what he does. And neither of them, if you include someone like Corey Davis, are just going to win quick on third and six. You know you're getting pressure. You're playing the Bucs with Todd Bowles or you're playing one of these teams that wants to heat you up with these designer pressures on third down. You need someone who's just going to win right now. And at this point, that's not Christian Watson. I think that could be Romeo Dobbs, but he's not there yet. And it could be a tight end. It's why you're going to see Michael Mayer associated with the Packers in all these mock drafts because he can at least in college, do that. We'll see if he can do it in the NFL. Tight end is notoriously one of the longest uh, runway positions where it just takes guys till year two, year three to really get acclimated because there's so much responsibility. You have to know all the run plays and you have to know all the pass plays. Like the only other positions really that need to do that, quarterback and some running backs who are asked to run all the, uh, you know, run all the routes, but that's pretty rare. In most offenses now, if you're a tight end, you have to know like three or four positions in the pattern. And then you also have to know all the runs. That is a lot of information to absorb. And and the coaching is not always great. Now you have someone like Michael Mayer. He's getting NFL caliber coaching at Notre Dame. You, you, you know, at Iowa, they're getting NFL caliber coaching at Iowa. There's a there's an Iowa tight end in this draft that I think the Packers are going to have some interest in Sam Laporta. So like there, there are options out there. I actually don't think it matters who the quarterback is for this one. So in addition to this idea of a bucket getter, that person, in the case of DeAndre Hopkins, he's going to win with size, strength, guile, gumption, hands, contested catch. He is just going to find a way by sheer force of will to, to go get you those yards. He's just that good. And... That's not the only way to do it, right? Devontae Adams wins with route running. Unbelievable at the line of scrimmage. Unbelievable at the top of his routes. He can get in and out of his breaks. He's going to create separation. Make sure the defender can't get his hands on him. He's open. So there are different kinds of players who can do this. Someone like Quentin Johnston, for example, at TCU. He is He's going to do it with his body. He's 6'3", 215, 220. And he's not a, a you know an elite route runner, but he's big. He's got big hands, long arms, and he can make catches outside his body. So he's going to win regularly against defensive backs. You take someone like Zay Flowers from Boston College or Josh Downs from from North Carolina. They're much smaller players. They're much more like Randall Cobb. So they've got to win right now. And that was something that Randall Cobb was really good at. Really, really still up until this past season, it was it was third downs the last two years where Randall Cobb was really good in the red zone, you know, in that Arizona game. A player like that who can be more consistent, be more dynamic, can win vertically as well from the slot. Flowers and downs can both do that. I think that that those kinds of players, they can get you a bucket because they can win quick. They can run those little option routes from the slot. That's why someone like Wes Welker, Julian Edelman, Cole Beasley even, 
those guys have such value in an offense where you have these other pieces. They're not, you can't run your whole offense. Like Julian Edelman always had like Gronk or Wes Welker had, you know, everyone in, in Denver. And then he had, you know, Randy Moss and Gronk. Um, and, you know, you look around the league at those kinds of players. Cole Beasley had his best seasons when he's playing with, you know, John Brown on the outside or, or Stefan Diggs on the outside. You have these other guys. And so when you have Christian Watson and Romeo Dobbs, and then you have this other kind of player, they have to be defended differently. Now, I want to touch on one thing as it relates to this question, because there are a lot of players every year in the draft who have a, a, an ability to make catches and, and do all of the things that I just said. But they're not big enough. And there is this idea that the Packers are missing out on all these really good players because they don't draft smalls. So I went back and looked. Since 2000, so we're talking about 22 years of drafts. Guys taken in the first three rounds, under six feet and under 195. So that's like, that's a big group. There are 65 players on the list. There's like six good players. Like six. Deshaun Jackson, Santana Moss, Emmanuel Sanders, T.Y. Hilton, Brandon Cooks, San Antonio Holmes. Like that's the list. And then you're looking at guys like Kendall Wright, Dexter McCluster, Donnie Avery, Devin Hester. Devin Hester was a good, a good punt returner, all-time great punt returner. Not a very good receiver. And so you, you look down at this list. Okay, Jalen Waddell too, good player. But most of them are Corey Coleman's and Stedman Bailey's and Ryan Broyles and Dree Archer and, and Dexter Jackson. And, and it's just like RJ Soward. Oh my God. Not good players. Freddie Mitchell. Badger fans will remember, will remember waving Freddie. There aren't that many players that that hit that are outside of that group. Now, that's not to say, look, Josh Downs can't be a good player or, um, you know, Zay Flowers can't be a good player. I don't know how much Amari Rogers, the Packers said they didn't they didn't take him into account as a receiver. They went outside their thresholds because they view him as a different kind of position and they traded up to get him. Could they, could they get one of these guys? Maybe. Maybe. I think for the Packers, you're looking at bigger bodies, though. And what you want, probably, rather than some, you know, jitterbug slot type, is you would like someone who can make plays after the catch. But look, Debo Samuel is not small. Debo Samuel is built like a running back. He's six feet. He's 200 plus pounds. That's a big dude. AJ Brown is 6'1, 6'2, 220, 230. And he is an MFer after the catch. I don't know if that guy is in this draft. I'm just saying there are there are a lot of different ways that you can go about finding these kinds of players. And there, you know, there's going to be some free agents. I don't think the Packers are going to have their pick of the litter in that way. That's why the, the, the trades make a lot of sense. 
but you need someone who can attack the middle of the field, whether that's a tight end or a receiver. And you, you need someone who can both win quickly and win in critical moments. Now, I think you hope Christian Watson takes a step forward and is, is becomes that. You know, A.J. Green wasn't just a guy running deep, you know, vertical routes and deep posts and corner routes. On third and six, he's, he's still got the ball. You have to find ways for Christian Watson to get open. I think that you want it, you still want to prioritize speed. But for me, it's about playmaking. What can you do for me on third and six, on third and eight? What can you do for me on first and 20? Can I just throw you the ball two yards down the field and you go make a play? Because the 49ers have five guys that you can do that with. The Eagles have five guys you can do that with. The Bengals have five guys you can do that with. The Chiefs, you know, they don't have, they don't have great players. They don't have great skill talent. They have one all-time great skill player, Travis Kelsey, who's on the wrong side of 30, still a kick-ass player. But like, and Isaiah Pacheco, and Jarek McKinnon, and Marquez Valdez-Scantling, and Juju Smith-Schuster, and Nicole Hardman, and these guys who are just like, they're not great. But they fill roles and that offense is really well designed and they have a quarterback who will do the thing. And that's the last point that I want to make on this. This offense will run better. Justice Mosqueda, friend of the show, posted every Jordan Love throw from last season. And the thing you notice is almost every one the ball's out on time. Back foot, ball's out. That is when this offense is at its best. And one of the reasons that this offense did not work great with Aaron Rodgers is, is something that Dusty Evely has said a lot is you allow great to be the enemy of the good. Searching for the perfect player, searching for the perfect route, the perfect situation, rather than just here's eight yards. I think we can take that here and assign it in, in this case. Like if the Packers, there's a, there's a, Jalen Hyatt is a, is a receiver from Tennessee. Not the ideal size and skill in terms of like big, strong blocks, all that stuff. No. He's six foot. He's about 180 pounds. But he might run 4'2 flat. Like he has incredible speed. Plays in the slot. Him and Christian Watson would be unbelievable together. Probably need to use a top 50 pick on him. Or you could, in the third round, get someone like Cedric Tillman, his teammate from Tennessee, not going to be a flashy pick. He can get vertical. He can block. It makes your team better. So I went through all of these scenarios saying, oh, they, they can add here and, and here's the ideal. But at the same time, like that's what coaches get paid for. To just figure it out. Just add talent and figure out the rest. And that's what I think the Packers need to do this offseason. Just bring in talent and figure out how it fits together. Worrying too much about fit. And I'm not saying don't worry about fit, but worrying too much about fit can get you in a problem where you're you're so focused on trying to find the ideal player that you're not getting better. And I think that's what happened to the Packers in 2020. I bought the idea that Al Nazard and MVS and these other guys, they thought were better for the Packers than whatever players they could get on day three of the draft. They, they didn't even give themselves a chance. 
They said, well, if we can't get the great piece, and that's really what they did, if we can't get the big upgrade, then why bother upgrading? And the answer is, number one, because you never know. You never know what Romeo Dobbs can do for you. Like imagine Romeo Dobbs being on the 2020 Packers. And now you add another guy. Devontae Adams is double teamed. And now you have a guy one-on-one against cornerback three. Now Romeo Dobbs, is he's, he can do something. Like it, it amplifies the talent that you already have. Always seek. And this is, this is the conclusion that I have reached over the last few years. Always, 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 always. It's like offensive line. Always add offensive line. Always add skill talent. If you're not adding guys... If you're not adding skill talent players every single year, you're just not doing it right. Like you're just, and it's not that you're not doing it right. You're falling behind because the best teams, they're adding skill talent. So even if it's a little here, a little there, even if it's on the edges, on the margins, take your big swings if you can. If you can't improve on the margins anyway, because you just never know what that could bring you. All right, today's episode brought to you by our friends at Prize Picks. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. And they've changed the game a little bit. And I mean, in you know, in, in the way that you are a game changer, but they've also tweaked the rules a little bit here to make it more appealing for you. Because now it used to be you could you could go two to five players in your lineup. Now you can go six. And that means not just win 10 times your money, you can win up to 25 times your entry with Daily Fantasy. Because all you have to do is beat the prize picks projection. You don't have to beat me. You don't have to beat the the you know the experts on the networks or the guys with hedge fund resources to do all this. No, no, just beat the number that prize picks sets. Put a couple of players together. Patrick Mahomes passing yards, Joe Burrow passing yards. You got a lineup. You put six players together, add Jamar Chase, add Travis Kelsey. You got a lineup and you can win up to 25 times your money. And when you download the Prize Picks app or go to prizepicks.com to sign up and use the promo code locked on, you will get a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Those give you the money. It's great. Deposit $100, you'll get $100. Deposit $50, they'll give you $50 when you use the promo code Locked On. And thanks for making Locked On Packers your first listen. For your second listen, check out Locked On NFL, bringing you local insights you love to the national spotlight with daily conversations on the biggest NFL stories, Locked On NFL, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. All right, back tomorrow um, with a ton more here as we head into the nitty-gritty of the offseason. Noron Rodgers News yet. Uh, we're not going to be like digging into all of it every single day, although we did have to talk about it today because of this Corey Davis stuff, and it, it just it just fit. So we're gonna we're gonna keep doing it. But if there's stuff you want me to talk about, I get DMs every day. Hey, can you talk about this on the show? Can you talk about this on the show? It's one of the reasons why we did yesterday. AFC teams. That was a question from a listener. Um, my conversation with Wendell. Um, that was a conversation that I had on Twitter. So. You guys are always inspiring me, um, and that means I, hopefully that I'm giving you a show that that you're asking for. So if you ever want a topic on the show, you want to, you want to do something, you want to try something, you want to hear about something, let me know. Follow me on Twitter. I check my DMs. You can hit them up. 
Follow me on Twitter, Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the podcast on Twitter, Locked on Packers. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked on Packers. And anytime you want to come hang out with us live, when Aaron Rodgers makes a decision, we'll be live on YouTube to stay Locked on Packers.